0: i'm like quickly like trying to put all the tracks into soundcloud and like i'm posting them and then i have friends at a party at like you know just like in another part of the state who are hitting me up they're like oh bro when's your tape dropping when's your tape dropping we're trying to play it at the party Mm -hmm. so now i'm nervous like oh they're trying to listen to it but then i'm also nervous that my mom is going to come back here (laughs) and see me on my laptop and wondering what i'm doing when i'm not in the spirit
1: and welcome back to another episode of the Who's Who podcast, a show where I, Savannah Edmondson, sit down with your fellow classmates and get to the heart of who they really are. Today I am here with musician and the artist Bethlehem. How are you today?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you?
1: Thank you for coming on the show. Don't look at my levels. I see you judging me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about my levels. I get it together. I was just
0: making sure my mic was working. I'm good. Oh,
1: you're good. So since we only have so much time Mm. i want to get into how how we got here how
0: did i get to brandeis um when i was in high school i heard about posse because my best friend his older brother was in posse Um, and i applied for posse and i got to like the second to last interview and then my family Like we all came to the decision that like if I was able to do so well in posse, I could probably do as well in like schools that were closer to home. So we dropped posse um, and then we were applying to like other schools and I was not getting into these other schools and like I would get into some of them and they wouldn't give me any money. It was a very stressful time. I I remember a lot of tears. I was crying. But around, I don't know, maybe like 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 February ish. I think my dad had been like, oh, apply to Brandeis again. And I was like, I already applied the first time. I'm going to be like, "Ah, I didn't even, I didn't want you guys, but I want you now. And my dad was like, just go ahead and do it. So I reapplied. Um, I remember not putting a lot of effort into like the essay and stuff like that, but like I ended up getting in and like Brandeis was a school that gave me the most money. So like it was a very humbling experience, but then also kind of like a, like a very clear indicator that God wanted me to be at Brandeis like no matter what, so like, you know, I'm I'm here, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Did you? What were? What was one of those schools that you applied to, in at home in Georgia?
0: Oh, uh, oh, I applied to all of them: UGA, Emory, State, Georgia State, Kennesaw State, uh, Georgia Southern, uh, mm-hmm. University of West Georgia. You know, all of them. Mm-hmm. All of them. Tech, like. Oh, uh, rough.
1: Yeah. Um, and you applied ed or ed1 or, or ed2 uh, <laughs> for I think brandeis
0: for brand for because you said you didn't get in the
1: first time
0: for brandeis
1: wait yeah no no i didn't
0: get into like the other schools, like georgia schools yeah to brandeis again, yeah and then i, applied, I got yeah sorry my fault as in like where i kind of applied to brandeis air quotes posse. through yeah, posse right and so then, then you like
1: dropped it and then that's like okay well like we'll uh, officially now, exactly
0: I got, I got it. it was just regular regular admission to brandeis yeah
1: okay Interesting.
0: Regular admission gang, shout out all my all my people who just here because they hear.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm because I'm thinking about shout out to the ED1 gang, Amen, you yeah, know. Yeah. Coming from Atlanta, what are your or? from Georgia. If you're not mm. really from Atlanta. Come know. for me
0: if you want to, man. <laughs> I'm more from Atlanta than you're from Atlanta, okay? I don't believe that's true. I really do, but th- this is your podcast. No, no, so. wait,
1: wait. Tell me how that's true cuz
0: Cuz I live right by Six Flags, and Six Flags is literally like 10 minutes from Atlanta. So, okay, but are I you going to tell me the what? line? The line from where Atlanta Who? To,
1: to Decatur so, so what you mean you're just saying you live? Is from. Nice try.
0: You're living. You just you think you're you think you're from Atlanta because you're close to the hood. That's what it, that's what it is. Don't try that's me.
1: That's not true. Don't try me, okay, huh? Okay, it's nice. nice. Well, huh? Anyway, so coming from Georgia.
0: <laughs> Whatever, man. Okay, coming
1: from Atlanta, how do you think you like? Were you excited to come to the north? You know, did you think it was going to be different?
0: Mm, I think I knew it was going to be different, but like I wasn't thinking about it. A lot, because I think I was more excited about like going to college in general. Oh. So like I was like, oh, this is gonna be a huge experience. Da, da 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 College, college parties, you you know concerts. You know what I'm saying? Like you know all the stuff that like they you know they play in like movies and oh. stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm I'm gonna join a it. frat. It's gonna be dope. Like you know, like so then coming to Brandeis and then like experiencing like. Brandeis parties and Brandeis frats and legitimate winter. Those have all been very interesting adjustments.
1: Did you not do any research before you came here?
0: Oh, absolutely not.
1: Can you take me through the, that mentality? Because I know that I was looking at every single page of mm. this website to make sure that, you know, it was going to be where I needed to be. Mm. And then I hear that, you know, people like you guys don't
0: we didn't look don't, yeah don't um research what's that well you got you got to remember so like i didn't know where i was like i did a lot of research on the colleges i wanted to go to like i didn't really want okay. to go to brandeis right. so then like i could tell you everything about uga <laughs> tell you everything <laughs> about emory but then like i didn't get accept. i didn't like i don't think i heard back from brandeis till like early april and by that time like I'm already kind of like doing like final stuff in high school and I'm like, I don't have time Mm -hmm. to like, like, you know, literally, literally I was like, that's where I'm going. So it doesn't really matter if I do the research, like I'm headed there anyway, I'm gonna find out one way or the other. So um, I think I was just kind of in like the mindset of, you know, let's let it be a new experience. Let's go there and, you know, experience it for what it is without like coming with any, you know, outside expectations. Like I did do some research on like clubs Mm -hmm. and like different like, groups that I could join just so when I wouldn't just go there and just be doing class. And I learned about, like, Basement and uh, the DJ and Producers Club, which is no, long, no longer with us, RIP, um, and, like, other people who were doing, like, music on campus. But, like, besides that, I didn't really search too much into it.
1: Were you – what was your adjustment period like, or did you have one, you know, stepping foot on campus that first day? Mm-hmm. Were you like, oh, have, have I made a mistake, or do you think you were – prepared
0: to adjust Mm, adjustment period I think probably the biggest thing was adjusting to the weather I think because like I didn't have like a legitimate winter jacket coming in you know like I had like lighter you know I had like hoodie you know jackets that you like wear with a hoodie but I didn't have like a you know it's 12 feet of snow outside let's let's fight this thing hoodie I didn't or like anything kind of jacket like that so like adjusting to like really genuinely like you could die in this type of cold (laughs) weather that was interesting um i think i didn't really have like much in terms of like adjusting to like classes i think i was really surprised by like how much free time like we had because it was i think that was like something that was really interesting because i was like oh i'm done with classes oh wow it's 2 p.m i have the whole day ahead of me and like making efforts to like fill that. Time. Yeah, and like fill that time and put the time towards like academics, but then also not too much academics so that I, you know, I kill myself like mm-hmm. it's just, you know, finding finding a balance. That was that was a that was an interesting adjustment period.
1: Do you think you found that balance now?
0: I think I'm a lot closer to to like perfect, but I'm definitely not not there yet. You're you making a you're face. Perfect? I said <laughs> so I'm closer. <laughs> Come on. Um <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, but I'm definitely a lot closer to what I'd consider, like, a good balance. Not, like, 100%, but I'm getting there.
1: Yeah, because I think, well, I, yeah, the free time thing, I remember joking to my mom being like, if you want, you know, nap time, if you want to get a good night's rest, just come back to college. (laughs) I've been taking naps every day. But now I find that if I even have free time, now I'm filling it up with something else. It's like, yeah. oh, I have free time. Oh, that means now I can go do this other thing. Mm-hmm. What's your major? And then, where I'll get into my question. Mm. Actually,
0: yeah. So um, I'm a HSSP major um, on the premed track.
1: Okay, and where do you want to take that? Uh, like, to medical school, I know, but like, <laughs> what kind of what kind of medicine? Are you I'm in?
0: not a hundred percent sure yet. Probably, I'm gonna go through being like a primary care physician at some point. Um, but I'm not so sure if I want to like specialize just yet. I'm trying to you know see if there's anything that's like really interesting as I go along.
1: Has Brandeis been what you expected in terms of classes and challenging or
0: um in some cases it's been like harder and in some cases it's been like easier where like chemistry, organic chemistry tough. Mm-hmm ridiculously tough like hard like all ki- huh? all kinds of no sleep and it's just preposterous but then like the music course that I've taken like the math courses that I've taken those have been like not as challenging and like significantly easier so like in some cases it's been like really tough like in terms of like academics but then other cases have been like pretty easy that's also another case of like me trying to find like a balance
1: mm-hmm. so you're doing science, but then you also have this music interest. Mm-hmm. I'm to call it like a hobby, but you, know, you <laughs> do music on the side. Yeah. Where did that originate?
0: Um, when I was 10 years old, my dad had me and like two of my closest friends um, learn how to play piano for the church. Um I was the one who ended up playing piano, like, every Sunday, so I was the one who, like, actually, like, kept up with it, and the other guys have, like, long since forgotten how to play. But, like, because, like, I was the one playing in church every Sunday, like, it was something that I was always doing, and it wasn't something I was so much interested in, per se. I think I was more of, like, a drummer, but, like... Uh, it was just something that my dad had me do, so it was something that I was always doing, something that I was always practicing. Um, and then I got to, like, m- middle school and, like, early high school, and, like, I joined I joined chorus in middle school, and it was, like, a time that I could actually, you know, play piano for, like, other people, and I really enjoyed that and being able to, like, you know, sing songs with other people and play the songs that they liked and then have them, like, sing along. Like, that was always a fun time. And then I got to high school, and I no longer did chorus but I had a homie who, like, made beats. And, like, it was, like, that was like, the first time, like, I ever experienced anyone who, like, made beats. And, like, like I met him. He's, like, oh, bro, listen to this. I was, like, oh, this is cool. It's, like, who made this? He's, like, it's me. I'm, like, how did you do that? And he showed me the program he used. And I couldn't get it. And it didn't really work out for me. But I ended up starting off on a garage band on my dad's iPad. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of, like, my earliest songs are, like, from that, like, iPad. And then for, like, my birthday in, like, sophomore year my dad gave me his Mac so then like I got GarageBand on the Mac and then I started making music on the Mac Um, and I was making beats like all throughout high school I got Logic when I was a senior for my birthday and then when I came to college I think, I think I'd always, like, in the back of my mind, I'd always wanted to, like, speak on my music and, like, have my voice on my music. But I never really had, like, good avenues to, like, introduce that. And then when I got to college, I had, like, the opportunities and, like, the resources to, like, really, like, try it out. So when I was a freshman, um, I started rapping sophomore year. No, second semester of my freshman year. And, like, I dropped a tape and, like, a couple of the songs on the tape were, were me rapping. And that was, like, the first time for me.
1: And what was that like having to put your music out there for everybody to listen to? Were you um,
0: I was super nervous, but like, not like as nervous as I could have been, because when I was supposed to drop it, I had at, at the time that I was supposed because I was supposed to drop it on um, at midnight on January first, twenty seventeen, I think, that was the year. Um, but like, I was at a church service when I was supposed to drop it. So like literally at like 1158 during the church service, they're like praying, you know, praising God. I run to the back, I like pick up my laptop. I'm like quickly like trying to put all the tracks into SoundCloud and like I'm posting them. And then I have friends at a party I like, you know, just like in another part of the state who are hitting me up. They're like, oh, bro, when's your tape dropping? When's your tape dropping? We're trying to play it at the party. Mm. So now I'm nervous, like, oh, they're trying to listen to it. But then I'm also nervous that my mom is going to come back here (laughs) and see me on my laptop and wondering what I'm doing when I'm not in the spirit. So. That was, like, uh, I, I was nervous about it, but then not, like, super nervous to put it out. And then by the time it was out and by the time the service had finished, like, my friends had hit me up. It was like, oh, that was a good song. Like, XXX, you know, one two three, those were good songs. That was a good song. And I was like, hey, appreciate it, appreciate it, much love. Um, and then, like, after that, it was it was easier. And I met, like, more people who were also, you know, doing music. And, you know, once you, like, meet people who, like, do things, it kind of helps you to, like, you know, keep yourself up. Um, so, like, that's, that's how it started out for me.
1: And you've continued to do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you drop. Would you say that "emotionally unavailable" is one of your your bigger songs? Oh no,
0: um, I hate that song. Um, you hate that emo- song. Are just you kidding. really
1: like one of those artists? Is yeah. like, oh, my most popular song. I actually don't like that
0: one. Um, yes, I am actually. Why? How does that work? Um, I think I really liked "emotionally unavailable" when I made "emotionally unavailable." Like when I when I made it in my room. I was like, this is fire, this is dope, this is a great song, this is gonna be the single. And then when I posted it and then everyone was loving it, I was like, This isn't even the best song on the tape. So why is everyone so gassed about it? Why is everyone singing all the place? And you know, maybe the music video had something to do with that, you know, like maybe a cool to do with that. For 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 those in the podcast who don't know, Savannah Edmondson directed and filmed this video with help from Colin Hodgins is that his name Hodgson, Hodgson. Uh, Colin Hodgson. So they helped me put together that video. Um, but no, like I don't like mostly unavailable is a good song, but it's not a great song. You know,
1: what is your best song?
0: Who my hmm, hmm, hmm. best in like what degree? As in like just like
1: that's up to you,
0: <clears throat> you know. Cause, oh, my goodness. <sighs> I feel like my best song is a song that hasn't been released yet. Yeah, that's it. If you want my best song out, oh my goodness! Fix your face. She's making a face. <laughs> my She's best making a face. I, have I haven't released it. Yet it's, it's still in my heart.
1: I mean, I mean, you said it, not me. <laughs> no. Um, my yeah, best okay. song. No, wait, wait, that's. Hold on. What's your best song to date?
0: My best song to date, of all the songs that I've posted, my best song. It's probably must be nice off of The Sabbath. Like that song is my favorite cuz like the lit part is like super lit and then like like the emotional second half of the song is like very emotional and has lots of beat changes and the beat is like you know the beat is like really dope. I feel like that's probably like my best song. Not it's definitely not everyone's favorite song, but it's definitely my best song. And today
1: um, must be nice. Tell me about your inspiration for that song.
0: Um, yeah, so the Sabbath. All the Sabbath is seven songs, and each of the seven songs represents one of the seven deadly sins. So then, emotionally unavailable was lust. Um, must be nice is greed. So no, sorry. Must be nice is envy. My fault. I always get those two mixed up. Um, so then, like, it's like it's talking about like, oh, you have all these nice things, ooh must be nice oh oh you have a car must be nice oh you're getting all the girls must Must be be nice nice. so like that that's that was the inspiration for that and like i remember i was like thinking of like a name not a name i was thinking of like something to help me get started on it because i think i'd had the beat but i didn't know how i wanted to like start up and i was just i was just like i don't know something along the lines of yeah i've gotten all my homework done and i think it was sarah who was like hmm must be nice and i was like must hey say that again. <laughs> say say that one more time on the track, and and you know that's that song kind of fell together like really nicely, Um and like I made like the second half of the song first, and then like I added the first half of the song like later on when I was in like a better mood, but um yeah, that's how that's where Must Be Nice came from.
1: Well, let's talk about masculinity and vulnerability. It's how scary. do you? feel can you take me through speak for all the men no, i'm kidding. jesus <laughs> yeah what what was your process or your journey with you know coming to terms with your feelings and then being able to write them down mm. and then putting them out for other people to listen to
0: funny enough like i think my most like emotional and like most like emotionally honest songs are like my least popular and like my first songs. So like before I dropped the Sabbath, I dropped the Pretty Girls EP and those songs were like incredibly like vulnerable. And like anybody who knows me can literally like pinpoint the exact like people that like those songs like represent and like who I'm talking about in those songs. Cause it's very clear and it's very honest and it's very open. Um, and I think I started making music with like the intention that like i'm speaking to like express something you know and expressing something like deep and something like personal and emotional and that was like the easiest way for me to write um you know also you know being heartbroken really helps <laughs> really helps to you know put that together so i think like i'm always an advocate, i'm always an advocate for like people to express themselves and like be sad and you know be emotional on music because I feel like that's the most honest music and that's the most like you know you're really just pouring your heart out on the beat and I feel like a lot of my music recently has been like straying away from that because like it didn't seem like people were really enjoying like my like more like open stuff and I still like you know talk about you know deeper things and like my music and still like express myself like emotionally but there's also like a little bit of a distance with it where like in Pretty Girls EP it's like very specific and like there are people in my they're like my friends can like literally Like, be like, okay, this song is about this girl. This song is about this girl. This song is about this girl. But then, like, with, like, a lot of my newer music, it's just kind of, like, more like feelings instead of, like, actual experiences. It's more like a feeling of, like, love or, like, a feeling of, like, heartbreak instead of, like, an exact, like, moment. So, like, that's kind of where I am, like, right now. Um, I don't know if that answered your question,
1: though. Um, no, you did. You talked about how... Yeah, you talked about how you, like, you went down that road and you were like Mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna be open i'm gonna try and be as honest as possible yeah songs and then you know it wasn't really the vibe people wanted Mm -hmm. um but and then you learned how to like adapt with that and but what do you think about like yeah that's weird because it's like girls can always do that Mm -hmm. um and you know put out a song that's oh yeah i love him he doesn't love me back thank you next all of this other stuff (laughs) But then when a guy tries to do it, it's not received as well. What do you think is the issue
0: with that? Uh, What do I think is the issue? I think, well, like for a lot of like music, it's kind of like, like men artists kind of like rap to men and like women artists kind of like rap to women for like the most part. Of course, you know, there are exceptions, but like that's kind of the way it is. And then like the majority of like men, the majority of like male identifying like people listen to, like, the more, like, you know, like, rap music is the most popular music right now, and, like, the majority of rappers right now are, you know, you know, fuck bitches, get out, okay. like, get the money, get get the bread, fuck feelings, catch, catch feelings, catch flights, not feelings, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where, like, that's the vibe right now. So then I think, and there's, you know, lots of exceptions, you know, lots of men who listen to, like, Frank Ocean and whatnot, you know, cry their heart out to some mm-hmm. some good Daniel Caesar, but for the most part like men tend to listen to you know the more like lively music and the less emotional and less like you know expressive music um and i think like i think that's just kind of how that's just kind of how like we were raised to be where like we're raised to be like you know suck it up like why are you crying like when 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 like men are sad and they need some like music to like you know music to enjoy that sadness you know i'm saying they'll put on like 21 Savage and get angry, but like, where like it might be like the opposite for women. So, like, it's really interesting how like that's like played out. But I think it just has to do with like, you know, like stereotypes in like America and stereotypes in the world, really, about like men are supposed to be, you know, strong and masculine and women are supposed to be like weaker.
1: Do you feel like, are you trying to do, are you trying to make any kind of statement with your music? Are you, like, since you changed? your songs were you just trying to like i guess i guess if you're up and coming you're gonna do you know what the people want Mm. but do you think if you had continued to make you know more albums or eps similar to the pretty girls ep you would be trying to like make a statement about okay men can be vulnerable and put Mm. this music or
0: i think specifically for me um I think I I can always write whenever I have like a theme or like a topic to help like guide me. Mm -hmm. So with like the Pretty Girls EP, it was very general and it was very like girls in my life. So then like, you know, then I can like pick and choose from like anywhere and the places that happened to pick and choose from were like deep emotional places. Um, But then with like the Sabbath, there are songs more about like, songs more about like, you know, feelings, right? So it's like feelings of greed, and like feelings of like envy so then i'm not like you know bringing up a specific moment where i was like oh i wanted this man's car on january 1st 20 you know like it's not like specific events like that so like at least for me like with like my recent projects they've been very theme oriented so then like i'm making music to like match those themes instead of like just completely you know being like bare and vulnerable on the track um, but I do have like, you know, because I'm always like working on new music and I do have like music now that's like a lot more vulnerable because like I'm kind of in a, I'm in an in between zone right now where I'm not like thinking too much about any like further projects and I'm kind of just like making music and like however I feel is how I'm making. Um, so like now I'm beginning to like delve back into that and realize, you know, I'm kind of like finding like a, a better balance between the two of like how I can be, you know, like interesting to like, my audience but then also you know properly express myself with like my music
1: do you have any songs coming up
0: um yes and no like yes i have something planned for february Mm -hmm. um can't really talk too much about that i'm very sorry it's top top secret um but like i do have i don't know i have oh my goodness i have like I always, I, always, I have too many ideas okay. and like Give my hmm? ideas I have right a down. I have a yes okay. I, have like a, I have like a I have like a I have like a note like on my phone like okay. I have a note of like yeah. ideas mm-hmm. and then like I have like like a note of like all of my songs that I've made that I haven't released which is coming really close to 50 um that could be, like, a cool album thing. Yeah, no, I'm not Chris Brown. I'm not dropping all those. <laughs> um, no, not 50 of them. <laughs> though, Drop literally. all 50. Yeah. yeah, no, but I think it's just I'm along the lines of, like, I want to make I want to give out my best, you know? And, like, a lot of these songs are, like, really great songs, but, I you know, I want to keep, like, keep looking at them and mm-hmm. keep adding to them. And as I learn more things and as I, you know, get more knowledge in, like, music, I want to, like, make them better and, you know, better my craft, be a better rapper. So, like, I have things coming up that are, like, the best, because everything, I want everything that I put out, you know, next to be the best that I've ever put out. Right. So, like, and, like, have more effort than the last project. So, like, I'm thinking of something for February in terms of, like, a, like a pro-black, like, song, like, i um, working on it now. Um, we're also working on, like, ideas for, like, music video and, like, other stuff like that. So, like, you know, in February, that's going to be, that's going to be a thing for me. Yeah,
1: and I'm guessing that your friends have been, like, pretty supportive throughout this Whole process, right? Oh yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Um,
1: how, yeah. How, are, how was that, like, uh, making friends, like, on campus? And how do you think mm. you adjusted?
0: I think when I when I first came, I had fr- I had friends that thought it was like like a fun thing, where like it was like, oh yeah, Bethel makes music, that's so fun. Let's go to the studio with him, mm-hmm. woohoo! And like they'd spend, you know, and I appreciated their efforts, but they'd spend the whole time they're kind of distracting me. And like nothing would come out of the session and like nothing would happen. And I'm realizing now that I'm pretty serious, like in the studio. Like I want something to come out of like the session every time I go in. I don't want to go in and come out with nothing because I feel like I wasted my time. Um, Even if it's just like a beat. Or, like, just, like, ideas for a future song. I need something creative to come out of the time that I spent. So a lot of the people that I had that I was friends with, like, my freshman year were not cognizant of that and were not respective of that. Because they were kind of just like, oh, this is a fun hobby that Bethel's doing, so let's just, like, participate with him. When I take it a lot more seriously. So, like, sophomore year is when I began to make friends that began to, like, help me, like, set goals, and I'd be like, okay, you're working on this, this, this. It needs to be out by this day for you to reach these people so you can do, like, this. Um, and, like, you know, big, big love to—can I can I shout people out? Yeah. Oh, shout out, shout out. Um, uh, big love to Rashid Peters, Ivana Roderick, Eken um, Yuanaka, um Those three, Jordan Mudd, Olivia Nichols, like, those people have been, like, very instrumental because they're people who are— Like as focused as I am and they're like okay let's put something together let's do something and like those are people that I can bring into the studio and they won't distract me but they will be able to like help me you know what I'm saying because not all of them like not all of those people are like artists or musicians but then they're they're creative and they're like they think seriously about things and they have like good ideas and they come from like a very varying like background so like it helps to like you know it helps me to like have like lots of different perspectives and lots of different ideas so like Starting like sophomore year to like now, I've made like really good friends that like that I genuinely consider like part of like my team in terms of like, you know, building up like this Bethlehem brand.
1: What do you think about the like, was it easy to find those friends? Um, And like, what do you think about the Brandeis student body? Mm,
0: I think. No, it wasn't easy to find them. But like I don't want to I kind of don't want to like say that like I found them, you know, because it wasn't like I was looking for them. Because at some point I just like stopped like bringing people into the studio and I'd stopped working with people who were not artists because it was just it was a lot of work. And then like I'd spend the whole time explaining what I was doing to them and like that I would waste time and then they wouldn't even be able to help me with anything. But I think now I'm in a I think I was instead of like me finding them, I think kind of we found each other. Cause I feel like we were all kind of looking for people to help like bring us up and like looking for people like, you know, in our own like respective fields. Cause not all of them, you know, do music, but like everyone was looking for people to like, you know, to help like elevate them. Cause you don't look for, you know, you're not supposed to like, if, if people are like, you know, pulling you down, then you're not going anywhere. But like they were, we were all looking for people to help like pull us up and help us to like better our craft. Um, like, Ivana, she's been working, like, really hard, and, like, she's she's going into, like, taking, like, you know, helping to, like, birth children, and she's looking for people who, like, work hard. Mm-hmm. And, like, she wasn't able to, like, help me, like, much in, like, creating music, but, like, where she, her background was able to help me, like, you know, it was like, oh, she's like, oh, this is cool, where I come from, and like, people like this, where I come from. And like, Rashid he's a creative, and he's always able to give me ideas. Like, Ekane, I taught him how to DJ, now he DJs for me. Like, we were both, like, building off of each other, he's making money off of that, now I've got a permanent DJ. Like, Jordan and Olivia, they both, like, play instruments, and they've been able to help me, and we've gone places, like, we've performed at, like, Boston College, and, like, other stuff like that, and performed for, like, you know, open for, like, bigger names in, like, Boston So. Like, just, like, I think, like, I didn't really, like, find them. I think we all just kind of found each other and we were all kind of led to each other because we're all people of, like, similar, like, similar, like, not goals, but, like, similar determination. And, like, we're all looking and, like, gaining something because we're not, like, trying to waste any of the time that we spend here. And, like, everything has to be, like, you know, we have to come out of college with something to, like, show for it.
1: Right. And that's kind of what you had as... An inspiration for waves, right? Didn't you say yes, we were all yeah. to guide each other's
0: waves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I think um that was one thing that I had to learn that like there are a lot of people who once I started like getting bigger, like I'm not gonna say that like I'm like huge or anything, but like I have like a decent, you know, decent audience in like Waltham. But um like as I started getting bigger, there's a lot of people who like were hitting me up and they are like, Oh, Bethel, let's do this, let's do that, do let's do it and I'm like, first of all, y'all weren't hitting me up back when I was in the slumps. During the Pretty Girls EP, y'all didn't want to hear it. What's up? But, like, I'm realizing that, like, there's no, like, merit in that, you know? There's no merit in being upset. And, like, because, like, Waves was, like, three songs. And, like, the middle song was about, like, waves of, like, influence. And we're, like... You know, I realized that when I was a freshman, I was also trying to. You know, I was hitting up like Marcelo, and I was like, "Oh, you know, hey, let me get let me get you on a track, like let's do a track together." Da, da, da. And then like we did a track together, and then like some of his audience became my audience, some of, like my audience became his, and like we were able to like grow like that. So I'm always now I'm like very like cognizant of that and how like yeah, it may seem like oh they're just trying to like bite my style, but they're also just trying to come up like by any means. So like I can kind of like relate and like. Waves Part 2 was all about, like, all the different, like, just, like, specifically men. Because if I talked about all the women that have helped me, literally it's an album of songs. But I was like, I can condense all the men into, like, one song. And, like, all the different men who would, like, help me in this journey of, like, figuring out my sound and, like, what I do and how I do it and how I want to, like, represent myself. And, like, that was just kind of, like, a shout-out to, like, all those people who'd been there for me, like, this last, like, year or so.
1: Compare Bethel, high school Bethel to
0: today bethel and um do you ooh. do
1: you like where you're going
0: um that's really funny that's an interesting question um high school bethel was the president of drama club really um yeah i was the president of drama? my drama club back in my high school yeah that's interesting
1: yeah Wait, I so you were an actor you yeah it? It so a, you got acting chops
0: just a little bit man just a little bit but nothing crazy why haven't you explored that here uh, hey hey this for, um i brandeis is really white um that was that was it for what me that, like i got here the, you could
1: have been like kitora was doors. the only
0: person yeah, right. in theater at the time huh i'm supposed to do do the play by myself See, hey man oh, it's it's okay like i'm not yeah. pressed. but like the reason why i was in drama club i think was like the people in drama club were like unjudging and like i was able to be myself without like other people like judging me and i think now that i'm in college i can do that regardless of like where i am and like you know like in high school like i could only be like the truest version of myself like from like 4:30 to like 6 30 on wednesdays <laughs> in drama club but then like now that i'm in college like wherever i go i am the truest version of myself so like i've done shows where like where like i'll sing like gospel songs in like where everyone else is singing about, like, oh yeah, ooh, bitch, ooh, yeah. Like, where I'm, and then I'll sing, like, hallelujah. Like, and, like, I'm feeling, you know, I'm in a space where, like, I can easily be myself wherever it is I am. And, like, it doesn't really matter so much, like, who's around me and, like, who's surrounding me because I'm much more, like, happy and much more, like, confirmed in, like, who I am and, like, what I'm doing. So that's like that's probably, like, the biggest difference.
1: I would like to... No, you can share with the people. Mm. what one of your most like memorable experiences is since you've been at college?
0: Memorable as in like in terms of like my music or just like life in general.
1: It doesn't matter yeah whatever whatever first popped into your head, that's what you
0: uh, okay um in march 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 eighteenth no, March seventeenth was my mixtape release party um, for the Sabbath. And that was the first time we'd done everything, anything of, like, that scale. Right. Like, everything beforehand. We hadn't even dropped, like, a music video beforehand. Like, literally, like, the music video dropped on the same day as, like, the mixtape release party. And, like, we got shirts. We got stickers. Like, we had a, a live band and two DJs. Like, literally, so much had gone into, like, putting that together. And, like, hella people turned up. And that was both, like like oh my goodness the most like humbling thing ever but then also like my head was big as hell on Sunday huh like I thought I was like the the greatest thing to ever happen to Brandeis the day after but like it was was such a beautiful experience because it meant like people cared you know and like there were a lot of people who came just for like ah oh, it's it's fun let's go but there were a lot of people who also came because like oh Bethel's my guy let me see what he's doing or oh I've heard about Bethel on campus let me see what the what the what's the happening is and like that was a really great experience and that was probably like the best my best experience at Brandeis just because it was really nice to see like I put so much effort into it and people were responding and people were like actually consuming you know like the work that I'd done so like that was a really really great and really eye-opening experience for me.
1: I forgot that you had the two bands, like live performances. Mm -hmm. Also, I just think that more people on campus should do things like that. Very true. Like, even when I was looking up... They're so scared here. When I asked you about the Chums, like how to book that, I was realizing, like, you know, there's so many barriers that would keep somebody from being able to actually host something fun that other people would turn up to. Like, Mm. these school-sponsored events sometimes are not the move. True. And if you would give us, like, the... What the freedom to use our facilities the way we want them to be used, Mm -hmm. and I think this campus could definitely be a lot more fun. (laughs) I agree. Well, we are out of out of time. Do you have anything else that you would like to plug? Any last words?
0: Anything I'd like to plug? Um, You can find all of my music at Bethlehem Anywhere and Everywhere.
1: We'll check. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming on the show, Bethel. It's
0: been a great time.